And I remember sending that message and thinking to myself, okay, I'm saying no to something else, but it's actually giving me respect for myself because I'm saying yes to myself. How do I say no to other people and pivot when I need to, but also not constantly make promises I can't keep? And how do I find the optimal stopping problem between being selfish and selfless? Selfless, in other words, I'm going to keep the promises I make to other people. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 1,198, one powerful question to help you understand yourself better today for episode number 1,199, sometimes saying no is saying yes to yourself. Sounds like the title of a book by Kevin Palmieri. The foreword written the forward by, Alan by Alan Lazarus. Lazarus. So this was, this is an older story. But again, when I'm coming up for uh, coming up with episodes, this is my goal. What experience can I share with the audience and potentially Alan that will add value to their lives and the story will help it land? Alan and I could sit on here and say, do these three things and you'll be more productive. But that doesn't always work. Sometimes we want to hear a story of how it helped us. So this was, my goodness, maybe three years ago, I lived with my best friend, Matt, at the time. And we were remodeling the office, which in retrospect was not the most aligned use of my time or his. Probably should have just paid somebody to do that. But we literally tore down the walls in the office down to studs. We vacuumed it up. We cleaned it up. We tore down the ceiling. It was this entire project. We spent all day doing it. And I was supposed to go over to a buddy's house and watch UFC that night. There were some fights on that night. And my buddy lived like an hour away and... We started early. I think we got up, we went to the gym, then we went to the office and we started working. And as the day got later and later, I remember thinking to myself, Alan, I don't know if I'm going to do this. I don't know if I'm going to want to drive out here. I don't know if I'm going to want to drive out here. But this was the thought in my head. I had a couple thoughts. One, I'm going to let this person down. Two, this person is going to be disappointed in me. Three, what if this person says something in response? So, hey, you said you were going to come. Come on. That's kind of a dick move or whatever they, may, they might say. But I didn't want to upset this person. That was really the biggest thing. And I had a conversation with Matt. And I was like, dude, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to go. And he's like, well, you can just stay here and watch it. I'll watch it with you. He's like, I'll most likely fall asleep on the couch like I always do. But I'm happy to sit down and watch the fights with you. And we can order pizza and everything. So I ended up sending a message to my friend. And I, I sent him an audio. And I said, hey, man, look, I have been working all day. It's Saturday. I mean, I've worked all week. I've been working all day with Matt. We tore down the walls. We vacuumed it up. I'm disgusting. I still got a shower. I haven't eaten. The last thing I want to do tonight is drive an hour and a half or an hour and stay up until 1 a.m. and then drive another hour back. Like, I just don't have it in me. I'm going to stay home. And I remember sending that message and thinking to myself, okay, I'm saying no to something else, 
but it's actually giving me respect for myself because I'm saying yes to myself. And I think a lot of us, we go through this inner civil war where it's, if Alan asks me to do something and I say, no, he's going to be offended, but we don't think about what that would actually mean for us. What if it's not aligned? What if it's not what's best for you? And this is an interesting thought. What if you just don't want to do it? What if I don't want to do what Alan says? Hey, let's eat at this place. What if I don't want to? What if I just say, Alan, that's not for me. I don't want to eat there. What if, what would that be like? What would a world that you could just express your honest truth feel like? That's my goal in this episode. Understanding that if you're saying no to somebody else, you're not just necessarily saying no, maybe you're saying yes to yourself and maybe you're creating a new, more aligned opportunity for yourself. Now, again, there are some people who probably do that too much, right? There are probably some people who only look out for themselves and they only do what's reasonable and what's the word I'm looking for? Convenient for them. But there's also a lot of people on the other side that literally put themselves through pain or they schedule around certain stuff or they work so hard to fit other people into their schedule where they get to the end of the day and they regret that. What is the drive to five? What does the, the balance look like for you and how do we help you get there? And the thing is too, is, is it going to be worth it? And it's in that story, Kev, you know, maybe if you hadn't tore down the wall, maybe if you hadn't spent all day, maybe if you had already showered or you did eat or already went to the gym or whatever, like maybe it would be worth it. Maybe if it was 50 minutes away instead of an hour and a half, or maybe if it was a half an hour away, everything in life is a decision and sometimes it's just not worth it. Can I throw and I something think, quick out real, yeah. real, real, real quick? Of course. This was actually, that story came to me. I don't know why. This was the, the inspiration quickly for this episode. Taryn and I signed up for Santa Claus trivia. So there's a movie called The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a great movie. It's funny. It's heartwarming. It's a charming little movie. There is a movie theater that has these old, so it's an old school movie theater, Alan, that has SUV seats that you sit in. So it's like, or not necessarily SUV seats, but it's car seats. They're like Cadillac seats. It's really cool. It's this really cool movie theater. And they had this trivia. And Taryn and I signed up like three months ago. We're like, we're going to go do Santa Claus trivia. I finished my day with you. You and I had just recorded an episode, I think. I went into the bedroom, five o'clock, six o'clock, and Taryn was in bed. And she's like, so I don't know if I want to go. Nice. And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, Hell of course. Yeah. I said, Kevin's never going to be upset about that. Why not? And she's like, I'm just tired, and I don't, I don't know. I, I know Dad's supposed to come with us, but I feel like it would just be fun to come over, have him come over and watch movies, and we'll get pizza or something. I was like, Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. I said, Are Sounds you like going Kevin's to dream night? Right? Are you <laughs> yeah. going to regret not going? It is are you going to regret it? Or are you going to say, I really wish I would have got out of bed and, and done it? She said, No, I don't think so. I said, Cool, let's just not do it. That's fine. Saying no to that is saying yes to us. And we had an awesome night and her dad came over and I passed it on the couch and we watched the, the new Christmas story. It was great. Saying no is not necessarily a bad thing. And I think a lot of us think it is. Well, I never do anything new. I never, there's a fine line. There's a fine line and there's a sweet spot, as Alan would say, the optimal stopping problem. Oh right? yeah. There you go. That's it. Well said. That's my Everything story. is that. Everything is an optimal stopping problem. Everything is Goldilocks, right? Too hot, too cold, too big, too small, everything. And it all depends on the context, the goal, the person. So there's so many ways to go with this. One of the ways that I want to go is we are reading Essentialism in Book Club. 
This is not a plug for book club, but you should join book club. No, it is. Essentialism is the disciplined pursuit of less, but better. And here's the thing. You guys probably, did you pay for the? Definitely. Santa, but it was like, yeah, so, it was $4 and 50 cents or something. And who cares? And here's the thing. Who cares? This is interesting. Emilia and I, one time, we had just moved in. So we didn't know when we were going to close on the condo. It was kind of like an open, so uh, I don't want to take this down this long story, but essentially the previous owners of this condo inherited it from their parents uh, or their parent who passed away. So they, they didn't know who officially owned it because there was four of them and they were all kids. They got it in the will. And so we had to work through all that stuff. We didn't know when it was going to f- officially close to when we could really move in. So we had booked a trip to Maine. We were going to go up to Maine. We already booked the Airbnb. We ended up having to pay a solid 500 or something dollars mm-hmm. for an Airbnb we never even stayed in. Because here's why. The condo closed. We moved in. And then we had boxes all over our house. We hadn't unpacked. And we both were sitting there. We had that moment, just like you and Taryn, of like, we're sitting there in the bedroom and we're supposed to leave. It's on the calendar. We're supposed to drive to Maine. And it's like, we're not going we're not going to leave right now. Like no way leave this house in shambles. Like we want to unpack. We want to get our stuff together. We, we don't want to go. And it's like, well, are we going to take the hit of that 600 bucks or whatever it is? It's like, honestly, yeah. Yeah. We're not, you know, we made a mistake. We thought that, you know, we weren't going to move in. And I think that that gets people a lot. I said, I would do it though. It's like, yeah, but you got to pivot now. If you're always breaking promises to other people, then you're you're not reliable. But if you're never breaking promises to other people because you don't have the courage to pivot and tell them you don't want to go, and that's really what it comes down to, Kev. You want to be a man of your word. And when you message that person saying, listen, I don't want to go, first of all, that person really was looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. They didn't make any other plans on purpose because they thought you were coming. And they value you so much. And this is an interesting thing, and and there's pros and cons to everything, so I don't want this to sound negative, but being super valued actually comes with this interesting downside. I'm very, very grateful at this stage in my life to be very valued by many, many people. But one of the things that I feel is the pressure of that, because time with me, they value it at a level 10, so when they can't get time with me, sometimes it feels like a lot of pressure. It's like, well, I can't come. It's like, oh, you're not coming? It's like, I'm so grateful you want me there that bad, but I'm also a little frustrated that it's such a big deal that I just don't want to go. And so there's pros and cons to everything. So if you're an extremely valued person, you're going to come up against this a lot and people are going to guilt you, you know? And, And I can't even tell you how many times Kevin and I have pivoted on this journey. I mean, how many times did I say, hey, I'm going to be there and then I call you up or whatever, or I text you saying, brother, it's not going to happen today. I can't do it or whatever. You and I do really well with that and we're almost never upset with each other. But I think that's also because we, we want to be free from these social obligations. And so we just went through the holidays and every holiday season, we talked about this in book club as well, because in essentialism, it talks about how to say no. It talks about how to say no to other people and how challenging that is. The reason it's so challenging is because people value you, people love you, people want to see you there. There's these traditions that that matter so much to some people and so little to others. Like for me personally, I don't really care that much about Christmas. 
I'm not going to be offended if someone doesn't come to our house or whatever. But I do care deeply about Books for Babes. I care deeply about Next Level Hope Foundation. I care deeply about Next Level Live. I care deeply about this podcast. I care deeply about the huddle, the NLU huddle every week. But I also understand that that's not someone else's entire world. And so I think this, this is a really important conversation around, okay, how do I say no to other people and pivot when I need to, but also not constantly make promises I can't keep? And how do I find the optimal stopping problem between being selfish and selfless? Selfless, in other words, I'm going to keep the promises I make to other people, even when they don't benefit me in the moment when things change. But also selfish enough to be like, honestly, I'm not going today. I'm not doing it today. Not this week. Not this day. Not this time. I just got an a invitation in the mail to a wedding in Florida. And Emilia brought it to me and she said, who is this? And I was like, I, I know that person that was a neighbor of mine growing up. Love that person. Awesome, awesome, awesome. She's like, I've never even met them. I was like, I know. Honestly, we're not going to end up going. We got RSVP. We're not going to go because it's all the way in Florida and it's a whole thing and I don't think we should go, but I'm grateful they invited us. That is hard. I care about these two people very, very much. These two people, as a matter of fact, one of them met their wife at a WPI at my college. I was there when they met. I was literally there. And I'm not going to be there at their wedding? Like, really? Damn. But with what we've got going on at NLU, there's no way. There's no way. It's just not aligned for me. It's not aligned for me. So at the end of the day, the question to ask yourself, I think, is how aligned is this 10 out of 10? Because Kevin, to your point, saying no to someone else is actually saying yes to yourself. Is there a way to say yes to the person's places, things, and ideas that are for you and for others? And why is it that what's best for you is not what's best for others, ultimately? Maybe not in the in the moment, but like ultimately what is best for you is what's best for others because the world desperately needs, I think, more fulfilled people who focus on their own holistic self-improvement and who aren't spreading themselves too thin and pouring from an empty cup constantly. Some of the times when I was the most misaligned is when I was the most mean to other people. And I think that we all have a spiritual obligation to, to fulfill our own cup so that we, so that we can be kind, so that we can be generous, so that we can stay aligned and fulfilled. Um, if there's anything the world needs more of, it's people who are more fulfilled and you cannot be fulfilled. Trust me, I tried by saying yes to everyone else at the expense of yourself. It's, it's a losing game big time. It's a very immature way to live. And I lived that way for for longer than I'm proud of. I'm Derek Smith, and I just wanted to talk to you real quick about group coaching. I found it to be very beneficial. The biggest thing that I got from it was definitely the tap out and keeping track of the daily habits. It's much easier to get these priorities done when it's scheduled. That way you know that you're doing them first compared to trying to fit them in later. So scheduling it and getting that done first and then having something accountable every single day to do those was definitely beneficial. So if you're thinking about giving group coaching a chance, you should definitely do it. Well, think of it, a tale of two stories. One, somebody who is frustrated when you don't want to show up. They're frustrated when you want to leave. They're frustrated when you don't want to participate in everything that's happening that day. Two, somebody literally says to you, hey, just do what's right for you. Just do what's right for you. What? Who are you going to want to see more? 
what are you going to want to do more? You're going to want to do the thing with the people that understand, hey, maybe you don't want to do this. Maybe you don't want to do this. I do think that's why you and I have an interesting, maybe rare relationship with this is because I understand that most people probably don't want to do it. So just, you don't have to do it if you don't want. I'm not going to be offended. I wouldn't want to drive all the way to where it is either. I, whatever. I, after Why a long day. Why do you think day, we're so weird with that? Seriously, like just for. I don't think we take it personally. Because I think that we're weird about that. I don't. Yeah, but I don't think we take it personally. Like I'm going to marry Emilia one day and I want you there, but I'm not going to be offended if you're not. Same. And I'm serious. Like yeah. a lot of people say that. I genuinely, I care that you're there. I would love to have you there but I'm not going to be like mad at you if you're not. And I wonder what that is because that seems like very, I guess, weird to people. I had the same thing where I, I remember Tara and I talked and we were like, we're going to have our, so we got, we eloped in Colorado for those who don't know because we didn't want anything big. We just wanted to be by ourselves and have the opportunity to enjoy nature and all that and get a lot of pictures. And then we had a wedding party when we came back and I told Tara and I said, there is a, there is a chance that Alan won't come because this is at an, a bre- not a brewery, a winery. I said, there's a chance that he won't come. And she's like, are you upset? And I said, no, I mean, that's kind of, number one, if we're having it at a winery, there's an opportunity that doesn't come. I already know that. And number two, it's like, I'm going to see him the day after when we're recording. It's not that big of a deal. I just, I think I don't want somebody to do something that I wouldn't do. It's very hard for me to expect somebody to do something that I wouldn't do. That, I think that's it in a nutshell. Where, would I go to that Santa Claus trivia if Taryn wanted to? Yeah. Do I understand why she didn't want to? Absolutely. Do I care about the five bucks? No. That's the weird thing. And I'm maybe I'm weird in this, but very similar to what you said. We went to New Hampshire last year. We stayed in the tiny cabin. We have some really good pictures from there too. And we were supposed to stay for another night. And Taryn had like an earache. Her ear was hurting her. And we missed the cats. Straight up, we missed the cats. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I kind of want to go home. And I said, all right, cool. Let's do it. And she's like, yeah, but we spent you know, 200 bucks to stay another night. I said, whether we stay or not, the money's gone. I'd rather us be happy. We don't have 100%. to just stay for the principle of it. It doesn't matter. I'd rather sleep in my own bed with our, with our cats and whatever, which, yeah, it costs us 200 bucks, whatever. The money's already gone. Whatever we do now is up to us. So, and I think that's, I do think that's an interesting, I don't know if it's ideal way to look at it, but. I'm happy that I look at things that way because it's allowed me to really lean into, look, this is what's best for me and this is what I want to do. Now, I can be stubborn at times and I can take that too far, for sure. And I've been working on finding the the middle when it comes to that. But again, I have a firm belief that me saying no and saying yes to myself is what's best for me as long as I'm going to do something that fills my cup in the meantime. This is a good one. And I know that our listeners traditionally do, statistically, I would say, do struggle with this a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. There's a book called The Four Tendencies. They talk about rebels, upholders, questioners, and obligers. Our listeners tend to struggle with the obliger inside. We all have all four, I think, but it's we all lean one way. I think our listeners tend to be obligers. In other words, we tend to do more for others than we do for ourselves. And so Kevin and I want to help you with that. And I'm definitely that way when it comes to coaching people, helping people achieve their dreams, things like that. Not so much when it comes to like going to a wedding or whatever. And and to the point with Kevin, his happily ever after party, I came to the happily ever after party, but I didn't go to the happily ever after after party that mm-hmm. was at a bar and I had a blast. But 
I knew as well, and this is the interesting thing, I knew Kevin wasn't going to guilt me if I didn't come, which made me actually want to go. Mm. Instead of like, oh, I have to go. I don't like that. I don't like that. You, ha- I don't have to go. You don't have to come to my... Even this this person that I'm RSVPing no to, I don't think he's going to be upset, which actually makes me want to go more. It's like this weird thing. And also, and here's the important piece, I'm not expecting him to be at my wedding. That's the other piece. And so you have to understand that it has to go both ways. It has to be a fair trade, so to speak. Uh, Emilia and I spent our Christmas together alone, and our families were very, very upset by that. And at the end of the day, we did what was aligned for us. And we both agree. We said this last night, best Christmas we've ever had. Hands down, best Christmas we've ever had. It was unbelievable. And yes, we went and saw Avatar two days ago or a day ago. Two days ago, Christmas Eve, or maybe it was the day before Christmas Eve. Just got to say it, Avatar's not paying us anything. Hands down, best cinematic experience of my entire life. If you're going to see it, go see it in 3D. Oh my God, best thing. Unbelievable. 13 years worth every minute of the wait. Anything else you want to say about James Cameron or Avatar? <laughs> no, no, that's, that's it. it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> well, this is this is a good thing, and this is a good thing to lean into. The understanding that we're what we're talking about is really boundaries. And I said 2022 is the year of boundaries. I think the rest of time is going to be an important focus for boundaries. But ask yourself, when I set boundaries, do I feel bad about it? Do I allow other people to make me feel bad about it? Again, yes, you can be stubborn and you can lock yourself in a closet and never see anybody, but there also is the polar opposite where you say yes to everything. And when you say yes to everything, you're saying no to everything else. So you got to figure out what do you want to say yes to? What do you want to say no to? What will fill your cup the most? That is a balance. This is the other thing too. This is why it's very important to, I don't want to say level set, but it's almost like I tend to, when I do go, and do something, I tend to set boundaries around that because I want people to understand that yes, I will go, co- I'll come and I'll show up. But when I say I got to go, I got to go. That's kind of my thing is I'm good to go somewhere, but I want the freedom to say, Hey, look, I've been here for four hours. I know that nobody else is leaving, but I don't think anybody else is leaving because they're afraid to, I'm going to leave. Now that's always kind of who I've been, Alan, you know, I'm the first person to go. When it's time to go, I got to go. I'm going to take off. I'm going to take off. So that's that's another thing too. And I think that's an important thing. Next, level, nation. Imagine a private Facebook group where you can be yourself, where you can actually talk about what you're feeling, where you can ask for the support of other members of the community. That is why we created hashtag next level nation, our private Facebook group. Link is in the show notes. We'd love to have you. It is a place of positivity. You will fit in perfectly. All right, can I do this, Kev? Ready? Probably not. First group, Ambitious Army. Oh, no. Second group, Gratitude with Attitude. Third group, Tribe of Abundance. Fourth group, Pursuit of Excellence. Fifth group, Legacy by Design. Sixth group, G6. Seventh group, oh my goodness. Hold on, hold on. I've got I can't this. help you. I can't help you, so. Uh, uh, wait, wait. Aspiration Nation. Nice. Yeah. Didn't look it up. Didn't look it up. Eighth group, goalkeepers. Nice. Our ninth group, if for nothing else, beat those team names. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so our ninth group starts January 3rd, which is very, very soon. We already have half of it filled. 
It is cheaper than you think. Reach out to Kevin or myself. There's a promo code for listeners of this show specifically. Reach out to us immediately. Lock your spot. Start January off right. 90 days. Achieve more in 90 days than you ever have around a group of like-minded people. This is a very well-polished product at this point. There are bi-weekly coaching calls with Kevin and myself. We have an assistant coach that has office hours every single time in between. There's a workbook. There's a private WhatsApp group. Literally, there are still people from group eight that are conversing in that WhatsApp group. So this can be a group of people that can kickstart the year off right together. Please join us. It is cheaper than you think. With the promo code, it comes to less than 50 bucks a month for the six-month payment plan. So please reach out as soon as possible. Lock your spot. Next Level Nation tomorrow for episode number 1,200. 1,200 episodes. 1,200. 1,200. One thing you need to know about being alone. I'm very excited to do that episode. As always, also, real quick, real quick, if you haven't subscribed to us, to NLU, please just hit the little plus button on your podcast player of choice. That'll let you know every time we drop a new episode, which is every single day at noon. And that'll help us. That'll help us get on more of the charts and we'll continue growing so we can continue providing value. We're never going to stop anyway. Even if you all stop listening, we're just going to have to keep going because that's who we are. And we said we do this every day. But if you want to help us out, if we've helped you out, that would be very helpful for us. We appreciate it. Tomorrow for episode number 1200, I already said that. As always, at NLU, we love you. We appreciate you. We're grateful for each and every one of you. And we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. And we'll see you at the next level. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.